Welcome to our midweek Bible study and once again we're thankful that we can uh, get into the Word of God together um, through these means while we're going through this time of, of isolation and um, not being able to assemble together and so we welcome you and we're going to be looking into Isaiah chapter 38 uh, this evening and invite you to be finding that in your Bible and I hope you're praying uh, for each other, praying for us. We're certainly praying for you uh, that God would just give us the grace and strength and wisdom uh, to go through these uh, very unique times and praying for not only ourselves but churches around the country and around the world, missionaries and uh, just the people of God and all people really because uh, this uh, disease has certainly affected a lot of families, a lot of heartache, a lot of tension, anxiety but God is good and we're trusting the Lord uh, during these times together. So let's take our Bibles and look in Isaiah chapter 38 and I'm going to begin reading in verse 1. Uh, the Bible says, In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death. Hezekiah of course the king of Judah. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amoz, came unto him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Then verse 2 it says, Then Hezekiah the king, upon hearing these words, turned his face toward the wall and prayed unto the Lord, and said, Remember now, O Lord, I beseech thee, how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart, and have done that which is good in thy sight. And then the Bible says, And Hezekiah wept sore. Then came the word of the Lord to Isaiah, saying, Go and say to Hezekiah, Thus saith the Lord, the God of David thy father, I have heard thy prayer, and I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will add unto thy days fifteen years, and I will deliver thee and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city. And this shall be a sign unto thee from the Lord, that the Lord will do this thing that he hath spoken. Behold, I will bring again the shadow of the degrees, which has gone down in the sundial of Ahaz, ten degrees backward. So the sun returned ten degrees, by which degrees it was gone down. So we're going to take this uh, really important event in Hezekiah's life and in the life of the people of God, the nation of Judah, and just look at it together, make some applications about the day that we live in, and uh, let's pray and ask the Lord to help us as we study together. Father, we do pray that, Lord, you would use this time in your word. Lord, we thank you for the power of your word, for the wisdom of your word, and we thank you for the promise that we have today, that, Lord, you would uh, open your word to us, that you would guide us into truth, and we pray that that would be the case, and we receive your word as it is not the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let's begin by just looking uh, at this experience in Hezekiah's life. Um, you know, uh, 
all the kings of the Bible, you know, we have recorded certain things about them, but Hezekiah is one that we really have more information about and just the, the, what we have, you know, leads us to see that he, you know, he had a very eventful life, key moments, and we're not going to look at all of that, of course. But just previous to this, in the chapters that precede uh, chapter 38, the Assyrian army, uh, Sennacherib was leading those people, and the, the, the Syrian, Assyrian army came up against Judah, against uh, the city of Jerusalem. There was a great crisis in Judah and the capital city, and at that time, Hezekiah, the person we're studying about uh, today, um, he sought the Lord earnestly. He sought the Lord passionately. And as a direct answer to his prayer, in a, an unusual event, the angel of the Lord destroyed 185,000 members of the Assyrian army. It was a remarkable day for Judah, and obviously it must have been for Hezekiah himself. Well, in chapter 38, where we began reading a moment ago, it begins with these words, in those days. So the language there seems to indicate that these were the days just prior to the days right after, or even the same days about uh, which we had heard about, about Sennacherib and, and the Assyrians. And so what happened in those days? It says in verse 1, where we read in the beginning, in those days was Hezekiah sick unto death. So Hezekiah had a a terminal illness. And here once again, the king found himself in a crisis. This crisis though was not just national, but it was also very personal. He was very sick, sick unto death. And, and then Isaiah the prophet, the man of God, brought this news to him in verse 1, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. So not only was he very sick, but he would not survive, according to the message from the man of God. So once again, how did Hezekiah respond uh, at the news of this, uh, his impending death? Look what it says in verse 2. Then Hezekiah turned his face toward the wall and prayed unto the Lord. He began to cry out to God in a very serious way. It says in the last part of verse 3 that Hezekiah wept sore. He was crying out in sincere prayer and anguish of soul. And notice the instruction that um, Isaiah gave him in verse 1 again when he told him that he would not live. He said this, set thine house in order. And that's going to be a part of what we're going to talk about in our Bible study. But he told him to set his house in order. Now, uh, it would be a good time just to be reminded, as God is saying through his prophet to his king, you need to get your house in order, that God is orderly. This is not the only time we see this in the Bible. We've seen it numerous times. I was reminded in preparation for this of reading in the book of Titus uh, when Paul instructed Titus, to set things in order in the churches on the island of Crete. Make sure those churches are following the prescribed order. The word order has to do with arrangement and structure. The opposite of order would be 
disorderly, disarray, confusion, those kinds of things. Set your house in order. Set the churches in order. Set your house in order to Hezekiah. And so embedded in this truth, in this, these commands, is a simple reality that not only God has an order, does God have an order, but God has a preferred order, the way He wants our lives to be lived. He wants our lives, our lives, your life and my life, He wants our lives to be in order. And so this was a very somber um, message to Hezekiah and a very practical assignment. Set your house in order. Set thine house in order. Now think with me for a moment. If God said through Isaiah to Hezekiah, set thine house in order, um, the implication is that his house was not in order. He was not prepared to die. He was not ready to die. I like to imagine what people might have been thinking in Bible days when we read about things like this, and we can only imagine what must have been racing through Hezekiah's mind in those moments when Isaiah said, the sickness you have, you will not, you will not recover from. And God said that you need to get your house in order. And of course, if you look in verse 5, just to remind ourselves here uh, after Isaiah pray or after excuse me Hezekiah prayed then the Lord said to Isaiah verse 5 go and say to Hezekiah go tell the king thus saith the Lord the God of David thy father I have heard thy prayer I have seen thy tears behold I will add unto thy days 15 years. I'm going to add 15 years to Hezekiah's life. So Hezekiah was given a gift. 15 years, imagine this. 15 years would be added to his life. And how would he spend those years? How would he spend the 15 years that God gave him? Now we're not going to go too far into that in this Bible study, but Lord willing, maybe next Wednesday, we'll continue this study and deal with that question of how did he use those 15 years. But let me just, let me just insert this before we make our major uh, application for tonight. If, I, if Hezekiah's life, when Isaiah came to him from the Lord, needed to be set in order, in order for him to die, could we not assume that his life needed to be set in order in order for him to live. If his life was not in order to die, then I can, I can strongly believe and assume and suggest that his life was not ready to live as well. So he's given this gift of 15 years and how will he spend it? But now let's just back up for a moment to the matter of the message from Isaiah to get your house in order because we can easily apply that to our life. All of us will one day pass from this life. And let's just think about this. I'm not, I'm not trying to be morbid or fearful or fear-mongering. But if you or I, either one, if we knew that our days were numbered, that our, that our lives were soon coming to an end, 
would there be some things we would want to change? That's a fair question for us to ask ourselves today. If we, if the, if we put ourselves in Hezekiah's place, and if God said, uh, you're not going to be around much longer, would there be some things that we would want to change? And I think most of us would say, maybe all of us would say, well, certainly. And so I want us to think about Isaiah's advice for Hezekiah, set thine house in order. These, this is something I think about often, especially related to our current situation. Uh, many families are dealing with sickness, some dealing with deaths in their family. But if not even a death, we, we, we know that there's a certain amount of uh, anxiety that goes along with this disease. But also people dealing with other things emotionally, you know, the social distancing and isolation, not able to see their families and extended families and friends, the stay-at-home orders, and people that have lost their jobs or been laid off, either unemployment or underemployment, all these things, you know, that people are going through. And, and really, you know, let me just say this sort of as an aside. Our country may never be the same. You know, the dependence on government that has been growing for generations has only gone from bad to worse. Uh, the globalism of our world and our country is a part of that. Seeing how it could so easily and is in some ways crippling our nation. It's amazing to me to think about it. I'm going to get back to the uh, Isaiah's message here in a moment. But it's amazing how a powerful nation, the most powerful nation in the world, can be brought to a screeching halt in such a short time. And I say all that to say this. I have a reason for referring to that. Wouldn't it be great if we as a nation could seriously begin to set our national house in order, get your house in order? And that's something for us to contemplate. But I, want to, I don't want to think about that anymore tonight. I want us to think about our individual lives. What if God might want to use this time in our life to encourage us as He encouraged Hezekiah to set thine house in order? Are there things about our life that could be changed and should be changed? You know, this matter of setting your house in order has two what I would call separate and distinct aspects or factors of getting our house in order. My house, if I were to get my house in order, uh, one would be the matter of leaving things in order for those who will be left behind when it's our time to go. That's, that's a benefit. That's a reason to get your house in order. But there's also the matter of being prepared to answer to our Creator when we leave this life for the way we've lived our lives, getting our house in order. And both of those applications to me are extremely important and worth our consideration. You know, as we think about what's going on in our country, in our world, um, we've said this, I've said this, other people I'm sure you've heard say this, They've spoken of the day when we will get back to normal. And I emphasize the word normal. Uh, because I question, is normal really the place we need to be? Maybe 
maybe before this hit us, we weren't where we need to be. So getting back to normal is not really getting back to where we need to be, not a place we need to stay. Uh, I've, I've thought in this term a lot in recent uh, days, you know, how might our post-coronavirus lives be lived? What will be different? What have we learned about ourselves, about our schedules, about our priorities? You know, should so some things be different? Maybe now we could be setting these things in order. And how, how might I need to change? How might we need to change our lives? And I'm just going to speak in very general terms, but I hope you'll think about it in more practical terms. You know, how do I need to change spiritually? Is my life really where it needs to be as far as my relationship to God? Am I, am I saved? Am I been born again? Do I know Christ as my Savior? That's a part of getting your house in order. Have I been born again? Or, or maybe if you're a Christian, if you're saved, do my, does my life reflect uh, the life that I'm supposed to live? Am I taking it seriously? My walk with God, my relationship to God, to His Word, to the world around me, my responsibility to missions and evangelism, my relationship to the church. Do I need to, ch is there areas of my life that I need to change? And change doesn't come easy. But I would like to suggest that my, maybe this is a get your life in order moment for all of us. And not just about our spiritual life, but our relationships, our home life. Is our home life in the order it should be? Our marriage, for those of us who are married, should I, are we, are we, should we be growing closer together in our relationships or training our children, teaching our children. I've heard uh, people speak sometimes I think in jest and sometimes out of seriousness. They they're really can't wait till kids are back in school because there's so much uh, chaos in their home with their children at home during the day. But shouldn't that just be an, an occasion for us to train our children, to teach our children, to build closer relationships with them? And also our relationship with friends and fellow believers, those things. So we could get our, so what needs to change in our spiritual life? What needs to change in our relationships? What needs to change in our personal finances? You know, I, it made a real impression on me when um, the first shutdown restrictions were announced that this was like a week after everything began to become real and people began to cry out that they could not pay their rent. And, and I think we ought to help people. I'm not against helping people who have needs. But, if, but I'm thinking if, a, if just failing to get one paycheck means we're on the verge of being homeless, maybe we ought to get our financial house in better order, preparing for hard times in case they come, because they can come as they have come. Getting our house in order financially. What about getting our schedules in order? I mean, do our schedules reflect our commitment to God's priorities? I mean, maybe this shutdown, this time of, of uh, being at home more, and thinking, we ought to think about, is this, is this a time maybe we ought to change some things we're doing in our schedules? You know, the Bible never teaches that running ourselves ragged is a sign of spirituality. Maybe we ought to use this time, and I'm speaking about our individual lives, taking the message of Isaiah to Hezekiah, 
to get your house in order and say, maybe this would be a good time for us. You know, changing patterns in our life is easier spoken about than experienced. And we're going to see that in Hezekiah's life if we spend another lesson on this. But I want to just think about this, and we're going to wrap this up. Time is a gift from God. God gave Hezekiah 15 more years to live. And whatever time we have, we need to make the most of it. We need to use it wisely. The Bible instructs us in the New Testament, the book of Ephesians, that we're to be redeeming the time. So let me strongly urge you today to consider using this time to get our houses in better order. Be intentional. Do it on purpose. Be specific. Let's talk about some specific things that we could work on integrating into our life that coming out of this will make us a better, better servants of God, better parents, uh, stronger believers, better, better equipped for whatever the future holds. And let's be practical. Just make it, make it practical in our own life. So let's think about setting our house in order. Now I'm going to pray, and then after we pray, uh, I'm going to urge you to go through these questions. We're going to provide some Bible study questions, either for you personally or for you and your family or friends, whoever you're with. And let's go through these questions and ask ourselves some very simple and yet serious questions about how we might get our lives in better order for God's glory and for our good. Let's pray. Our Father, we truly thank you uh, this evening for your word, and we thank you that we can read again this passage about Hezekiah and, and Lord, the news that came to him from you, that his life would soon be over and that he needed to get his house in order. And yet, Lord, you heard his prayer and you gifted him with 15 years. Lord, none of us know how long we're going to be here, only you do. But whatever time we have, we want to make it count. We want to use it. And Lord, we don't want to waste the time we're in now. So would you help us to really seriously consider how we might look at our lives and get our house in order that you would be pleased that you would receive glory, that we might fulfill our purpose in life. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for being a part of our Bible study. Let's get into these questions together and uh, see how the Lord might use this challenge to help us make the most of this moment in time that we're going through to together. God bless you.